Hello and welcome to Postgres FM, a weekly show about all things PostgreSQL. I am Michael, founder of BG Mustard. This is my co-host Nikolai, founder of Postgres AI. Hey Nikolai, what are we going to be talking about today? Hi Michael, let's talk about extensions. Awesome. Yeah, we've had a couple of requests for this since we started nearly a year ago. So it's cool to be getting to it. I know we've covered a couple of extensions specifically, but yeah, this was my choice and I thought it was about time we actually got to what extensions are, how they can be useful, some things to watch out for, that kind of thing. Yeah, first of all, we started 49 weeks ago because this is episode number 49 and I, it, it amuses me that we didn't miss any any single week and soon it will be one year, like in one month, it will be anniversary, right, of our podcast, which is great. And in, indeed, extensions is a big topic in Postgres. And uh, it's one of the key aspects of Postgres where we can say it's very, very extensible. Uh, extensibility of this system is very great. Not only you can create, obviously, tables and, and so on, and data types, for example. You can create data types. You, you can create indexes for your data types and so on. You can create languages. But also you can create extensions, and actually, custom languages is is one kind of extensions. Right? You, one of the like idea of abstract extension. I have some special data type, and I want this data type to be performing very well. So I create special type of index, probably based on generalized search tree gist or generalized inverted index gin. These are two like abstract systems to create new indexes. In this case, your my data type is backed by some index. I can give it a name and package as extension. And this happens all the time. And recently, on the wave of LLM exploding popularity, extension PG Vector started to grow very well. It was created before ChatGPT. Yeah. GPT ver- ver- version 4 was released, but of course, this fueled the growth of, of popularity of PG Vector and even RDS already supports it, which like, I don't remember that requests to add some extension were handled so quickly by RDS. It, it means that like something interesting. Like, and this extension also provides a special type of indexes for Kynan search of, uh, you, you find uh, key nearest neighbors for your vectors. It helps you to work with uh, embeddings for ChatGPT or other, other LLMs and so on. So it, it's, it's very helpful to build your own systems using large uh, language models. And this is just an example of how it can happen. Yeah, nice example. I didn't realize this, but I think PG Vector was is for the Ruby folks out there something written by or at least maintained mostly written by Andrew Kane. Who does? Exactly. He's really famous, yeah, in the Ruby world for the number of gems. So uh, I don't think he's a listener, but yeah, I'm sure a lot of our listeners are very aware uh, of who that is. Very cool. Right, right. So it's just an example. It's a very popular example, but of mm-hmm. course, extension can do different things. Can can implement not only data type with indexing. Uh, it can implement something else. For example, it can be just a set of SQL functions which are useful for administration. It can be, of course, a full-fledged language, and recently also, uh, also like uh, I think RDS also added it, uh, PL Rust, yeah. which is uh, was very like it has some high demand. 
yeah, I think that was a cool thing. I think maybe the team behind Zombo DB are the ones leading the charge on PR Rust, but I'm, I could be wrong on that. But yeah, another extension. So there's, yeah, I've seen a couple of good definitions that I like. The simplest was an extension is a package of code and SQL objects to extend Postgres functionality. And so by that definition, it's extremely broad. And Postgres was extensible before the concept of these. What, what, what we're talking about here specifically was added in 2011, I've got down here, Postgres 9.1, the ability to, to package these up in a fully supported manner. But if you could extend Postgres long before then. I, that was, in my opinion, that was one of, I think we covered this actually in our uh, episode on why was Postgres so popular. But I think it's been a really key reason that Postgres has been so successful over the years. I agree. Yeah, the, this property to be very extendable, it's very important. Mm -hmm. And it's not like marketplace, but to be able to allow people to add what they want to add, this is super important for an open source project because, and sometimes they, we have competing implementation of the same, like to achieve yes. the same goal. And this is normal for open source because it doesn't have a single direction and uh, like roadmap. Well, it's uh, by the way, it's, it's also a different topic. Maybe a kind of roadmap should exist. But in general, if you take some company, usually they have some direction, they have goals, they have strategy where to move. But open source usually, it's like, you know, cathedral versus bazaar. And for open source, it's essential to maintain this bazaar philosophy where many, many voices are heard from everywhere, right? And people just experiment and the most successful, interesting ideas uh, resonate in other, other minds, right? And uh, this is how some extension can grow. But of course, we have examples of cathedral-style extensions, and we know them very well. One of them is Citus, already acquired by Microsoft. Some people call it super extension, these this kinds of extension. And we have another another one, Timescale. It's just extension, right? It, this is great. You don't, not, not a fork, right? You can install it, community edition at least, you can install it to regular Postgres. This is super cool. And they, they have a lot of stuff happening. It's not just data tap and, and index it. It's, it's a lot of stuff. They have their own notes and execution plan and so on, like so many things. I think super extension is a really good word for it. And I think, so I think there are some that do so much that you can almost consider them shifting Postgres enough that it becomes a different kind of database. Like it, some things that some people, let's say Postgres experts that have never worked with Citus or never worked with Timescale before might struggle to diagnose and help you with certain issues because so many things have changed but they are implemented as extensions, which is really cool. So I think there's a new one, a new-ish one, I guess it's been going a while now, OrioDB that I, that I put in that category. And I've seen some people put PostGIS in that category as well, even though it's a bit more... Hold on, hold on. OrioDB cannot be put into this category yet. It's a fork uh, and it will be mm -hmm. difficult. I, I hope they will succeed, but it will be difficult to transform to extension. Actually, as I remember, Timescale was, was a fork as well, originally. They, they or, or Cytos, like some, some people pass this route, like first it's a fork, but mm -hmm. then slowly moving to be able to, like maintaining fork is nightmare, usually. We can look at uh, Greenplum, for example. 
It's not, it's a lot of work. You always uh, lagging behind community. Even RDS. Yeah. Right, right, right. Well, I'm not sure how RDS are going to They lag a bit though, right? They, it takes them a while. Aurora yeah. especially. Aurora is a different database. But uh, then you become extension. It's great because it's much easier to start working with new major version. Of course, uh, some work is still required, but you mm -hmm. have interfaces, even sometimes hooks and so on, but it's possible. And AureoliDB has a lot of innovative stuff, a lot, like a lot of stuff changed. And as I understand their plan, of probably should talk to, to them one day firsthand mm -hmm. and understand, understand problems firsthand. But the, the idea is, is like things should be moved to Postgres core and in the future, uh, once these things are moved to the core, to Postgres core, they become extension. This is the plan as I understand. But now it's not so, just to clarify. Right. Yeah, I think I think you're right. And that the things that they need to put in court would be things to make it more extensible for others as well. So it's it's increasing the extensibility is is their goal, which is it's cool. And, and there have been previous projects around this before, right around pluggable storage and things. So Postgres, there seem to be people in the ecosystem who want it to be even more extensible, even though it's the most extensible database I've ever seen. People want it to be even more extensible, which is quite cool. But there are, as well as these super extensions, which I think are worth mentioning, most extensions are much smaller and much more kind of like small utilities to allow you to do something small. And there's a there's just so many, hundreds of them. In fact, I saw a, kind of a throwaway joke tweet. I think he's said it a few times and probably it's a bit of a, an in-joke between people. But I've seen people using the, the Apple quote, you know, that there's an app for that, but for Postgres, there's an extension for that. So if you, if you can think of something, uh, want Postgres to be able to do something, there's a, a chance that you'll be able to find an extension to do it. Now, it might not be available on your cloud, uh, if, you, if you're cloud This hosted. is the key. This is mm -hmm. the key. So we live uh, in time when a lot of Postgres users are not actually Postgres users, but some managed service users. And some people say, for example, Postgres RDS is not Postgres. Which, like, I saw it many times in various uh, places where people get community support. They, some people come and they say we have this problem and then it turns out they use RDS, for example, or Cloud Secret or something. And then uh, some community members in this chat or anywhere, like it can be Telegram, for example, they say, oh, it's not, it's not Postgres, go to RDS. I, I find that it's not, it's not right. And I think uh, RDS played huge role and other managed Postgres service, they still play a huge role in growing Postgres popularity. It's important. But at the same time, they have very strict list of extensions. And yeah. for example, uh, I remember there's such extension called, uh, there, there is gene index, generalized and inverted yep. index. And uh, it's powerful for la large data sets. It's important for full text search for search of overlapping arrays and so on. We, there is a problem with Gene. We want to find everything by sort by, according to timestamp or according to some ID. So we yeah. want the freshest items go first. It's an unsolvable problem for Gene. So it works not good and people live with it. For example, three gram search also backed by Gene and you have this problem. So planner chooses either to use uh, B3 and then follow filtering mm -hmm. 
on the fly or to extract everything and order by in memory top and ordering and so on. Mm -hmm. There is also extensions called RAM and you cannot install it on RDS. RAM solves this problem, extending gene with these timestamps or IDs or numbers. And then it's a single index scan, you have ordered result and order by limit N works well. But uh, on RDS it's not available. I requested it many, many years ago. I still like RAM is a que it's questionable that, uh, that it can be used in each case because uh, the size of index is huge in this in my cases. Uh, but still I want to be able to test it on RDS if, uh, if my customer is RDS customer also, right? But I cannot and I asked them, they didn't do it. And this limits our, uh, so, in this, like when people say go to RDS, we won't help you in community, I think it's not fair because it behaves like Postgres. It helps to grow Postgres popularity. We should like accept this fact, right? And we should help these people as well. It's interesting. Like we have many animals, all kinds of animals. Some of them really look like Postgres. Why not like accepting them, right? But at the same time, we cannot add extensions. Uh, we won't, right? And the list is limited and we need to wait forever sometimes. Well, if it's PG vector, okay, everyone accepts. It's very popular right now and they edit it. But if it's some extension like RAM, it's still not there. And sometimes yeah. if you go to Heroku, they even don't support PG Repack, for example. I have fresh case, fresh customer on Heroku. Yeah. And we like they, they experience bloat issues. What to do? They say, oh, vacuum, vacuum full analyzer, it's not good. Like, I, I, I say, PGD pack. And then I suddenly realize Heroku doesn't have PGD pack. Maybe they added it yesterday and we haven't noticed yet. Remember the auto explain example from last, uh, from a few weeks ago. Maybe at the end of the day, RDS and others are not true, true open source Postgres uh, indeed. And uh, it's some, somehow, like, some things should be changed. So even they find a way to support all extensions, or we need to find a way to have all the benefits they propose. But somehow, so we have all extensions and uh, we have extensible, fully extensible Postgres again. Let's come back to that because there is a there is something new in that area, isn't there? But quickly to defend the people that I, I do have some sympathy for the people that have animosity towards the. The RDS support because they have a commercial product and people come to support for support for it from a free community and for years Amazon famously didn't contribute that much back to Postgres aside from the marketing which I think shouldn't be overlooked but you know development wise there was much less involvement than there is now so I think some of it's a hangover from that but coming back to the, yeah, so Heroku, I think, are a bad example because I don't think they've implemented even some extremely popular extensions. But I think the Amazon list of extensions is a, is relatively, like a relatively reasonable list of what the most popular Postgres extensions are. There are some exceptions. I think they support some things that I've never seen anybody yeah, using. It's, it's, um, it's actually a good point. I, I use it in, in the cases when customers have self-managed Postgres, I sometimes mm -hmm. use this approach. I say, you know, we should add this extension, even RDS has it. <laughs> yeah, it's like proof that it's somewhat popular. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so it's, it's verified, you know, it's, it's good. Yeah. It's, I, I agree, this is good. Like, it, this helps me to sell some extension to some customer, right? To, I mean, to, to idea to, to have it, to install it. While we're on that topic, I think 
There is PGXN as well, the extension network. There are a couple of these uh, not fully official, but pretty official. I think it's that. I mean, I mean, it's, 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 it looks like a lie, but it's that, this, this idea. It's, it didn't become like the marketplace offer or some like registry. I, I, when I see PGXN, I usually understand, like for me, it means I will have some troubles installing it because uh, I need to install these additional steps. Like I don't like it at all. Like it, it doesn't work because in my opinion, the failure was because it was done by community, like, and so on. And if a website was, was polished, if it was a very social oriented, like ratings, comments, and so on, probably it would have chance to be like some single registry of extensions. And I, but we don't have this. Like we don't. Uh, Postgres doesn't have good registry of extensions right now, and it's like we, there are many lists. And PGXN is just the ability to have some standard way to install it and standard way to like to count all of them to have registry. It doesn't work. For, I, I think it doesn't work. There are new attempts. I remember some like CoreDB launched recent attempts. Yeah, also they called it PG super, Trunk or Trunk, um, and also Superbase, right? DB Dev. Superbase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting to observe what will happen. I have low expectations, but maybe something will work. Uh, it's good to see such attempts. I also had ideas to to do this, and realized like you need to be very good in mar- at marketing here. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so. So for me, it's the most important would be the reading comments and the people opinions, feedback, real experience. But PGXN doesn't provide this for, for installing. It's a headache for me to, to use it for installation. I don't know. Like value is not there. It's like SourceForge. It, it, it became dead eventually. SourceForge also was good until it wasn't, right? So, yeah, sorry for direct and uh, maybe like... Uh, for some people, offensive opinion, but uh, this is how I feel, and I think uh, I'm not alone here. But yeah, it, def- it definitely feels like extension providers currently still link to people generally link to, let's say, their GitHub to show you, like, and I, yeah. it would be this is one of the advantages sometimes a cathedral would have over a bazaar, right? Like, they can tell you if it's a closed source system with extensions or an app store, you can point at the official one and everybody points at that, right? You can see your reviews there, you can see documentation, uh, all sorts. Yeah, exactly. But we don't have that. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting to see the efforts and a lot of effort has gone into them, but I, I've not tried demand. using them. There is some demand in such like a registry of a huge list of all extensions, maybe not only extensions, but also Postgres related projects like UI tools and CLI tools and everything, <laughs> backup tools, a lot of stuff. Like, of course, it would be great if someone would maintain some registry with comments, reviews and so on. Maybe some, someone would uh, like, I, I see some efforts from different areas. Maybe some of them will succeed. But uh, let me know, just like, let's just think about it. Extensions currently probably one of the key areas where managed Postgres providers compete. Yeah. They, they compete in like supporting more and more extensions. So this is good, but still, I think uh, it, it still feels like not open source because I want full freedom. I want to be able to install my extensions I developed yesterday right now. Why not? And I cannot do that. Well, I think the reason security, right? Like, I think that's the... Um, I, I can name you five reasons. I, uh, understandable, right? So, like, if, if security and uh, 
if we support something we are responsible yes like for example what if extension developer stop developing it and we find a bug who will apply it this this logic is clear absolutely but open source is, is not like that open source it's uh, freedom right we we should be able to go wherever we want and uh, i think it's problem unsolvable if you close these doors like you can try to maintain a lot a lot a lot of extensions be responsible for them at at, at different levels for example stagress maybe has the biggest list of extensions supported uh, more than 100 but what happens if some extension like not maintained by original author who will fix bugs? It's a question. But still, Stagris, I think, has the biggest list, probably, like in terms of extensions supported. And it's interesting. But can I install my own extension there? Probably no. I need to go to them and say, add it to your distribution. But it's, it, it already feels better as like more like open source than managed cloud providers. It's easier to add. So it's a difficult topic. Who, who, responsibility is a difficult topic. I think you're completely right. I think it, we probably have to mention here the project Amazon uh, announced last year, uh, I think it was last year, uh, TLE, which is itself an extension, which is quite confusing. Um, or at least it, it for confused me for a while. But yeah, it's, it's, for tr it's trusted language extensions is what TLE stands for. And I was I was originally quite excited by this. I thought this was Amazon trying to really let you bring your own extension to everyone. Uh, everyone uh, was in this trap. I also mm -hmm. did. Like I, I saw extensions. So like there is some need here. I want to install anything, but they mm -hmm. cannot solve it because they like they cannot solve it because with this responsibility problem. And the, when they released this TLE. Many people, including both of us, started to think they solved it somehow. But no, 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 no. This is only for languages. It's very different, <laughs> right? It's well, not for extensions. Think, it's for like languages are extensions think, as well, but specialized extensions. So yeah, I think they also. I might have misunderstood or misremembered this, but I think they also support some very basic level things that you would consider extensions. For example, you just got a few small PLPG SQL objects. For example, I think those could be packaged up like this but they again they're very they'd be very simple and very small and i think it's more about cloud it's more of a cloud provider thing to let people bring some of their own code and maybe let a dba allow their team to install or not install certain packages that they've de developed in-house um, on their database or not so it's i think it's very it's a very small subset of what current extensions can do is uh, this allows but maybe that's like maybe that's just step one and they've got step two to ten planned already and this is like maybe it could be a cross cloud provider collaboration effort on how they can let people bring extensions to their clouds but yeah i'm i understand it is difficult yeah, yeah. well for, for me if if i again like let's like uh, i do some bottom line what i have in my head and we will probably discuss something else more, maybe more uh, useful for users because we I, I i think i think we discuss some like philosophical questions which are very important but maybe not that helpful for users actually they're helpful because they need to make decision go to rds go to timescale cloud go mm -hmm. to something else go to install uh, from Kubernetes operator or maintain everything themselves. So 
currently we have not good situation. Extensions are like very limited. Okay, okay list is growing, but limited. And full power, of, full power of open source is full freedom. And managed Postgres cannot provide it. And this is not right. If, I mean, if I want, I, I pay you, right? And this is the resources you provide and Postgres you provide. And we've had some additional automation. But I paid you a lot, and I, if I want some extension, I would like to have it, even if, like, uh, accepting some responsibility on my shoulder. So I, I say, okay, I understand that something can be broken if I install this extension, but this right should belong to me. I'm, like, paying, this is open source. Something is to totally wrong uh, in industry right now here, totally wrong. Like, open source, money I pay you. And they, you tell me I cannot use the power of open source. I cannot install all extensions. I think something should be changed in the next like five years or so, because right now it feels for me like Oracle. Or I think I think you're onto something. But I would I might even use the example that we're currently living in a world where most cloud providers act like Apple, and they have an app store, and they have they very much have to only allow a, s a small number of apps onto it. And maybe what we're missing is a cloud provider that acts a little bit more like Google or Android that allows a lot more. Um, Perfect uh, example, exactly. Yeah. Which is based also on, on Java. A lot of things are open source. It's also Linux, right? As, uh, I mean, uh, mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. their operational system. And it can be installed on various devices, not only one single vendor. This is a great example, by the way. So, yeah, I think uh, something like that is missing in our Postgres ecosystem. And uh, we observe th those dozens of companies who compete in the area of managed Postgres and Timescale who switched to the idea cloud only, cloud first, not only cloud first. But something else can be done here and something else should appear soon, I, I, I think. And this thing that will appear will not limit us in the area of extensibility of extension. Like I, I should be able to install extensions, extension I developed yesterday. Yeah. Deploy to my production. Why not? Quick fire. I think we've only we've not got that much, that long left. Um, so I think we should do. So I think you made a really good point that we haven't done that many practical things. I've got a couple of tips for people. Um, I imagine you'll be able to add a few more onto this. But one thing to be aware of is major version support. If you're doing major version upgrades, please consider your extensions and and check compatibility. That's everyone yeah, forgets about it. Yeah. yeah, everyone forgets, but it's a major issue. And then the, the second thing is before you check, before you're using an extension, do check how it's maintained. I think I quite often see people having to ping maintainers to add major version upgrades, major version support. So some are maintained impeccably and some it's a little bit slower. So just make sure that they're in line with what, you, what you're going to need and expect or that you could have the resources in-house to, to help them out if you really need to allow it. But each extension is a small uh, separate product. Sometimes not that but small if it's a, a Citus or timescale. But uh, yeah. anyway, it's separate product and it might introduce problems. They have usually smaller release cycles than Postgres if they are developed actively. But uh, if you just install not testing, not without thorough, thorough testing, you might have issues. I had issues like some extension was updated and whole Postgres started to have segmentation faults. And we need to like we need to troubleshoot and then yeah. to find that it, it's not but like a bad up, up, upgrade minor upgrade of some extension caused issues. So it's did uh, an area where we need to invest some efforts to 
maintain, but we, need, we, we should upgrade, but we should test it as well, right? And, yeah. Uh, yeah. And for this, I would pay. I mean, my ideal thing, true open source Postgres, installed anywhere, and supporting any extensions, some of them are maintained by this provider, and I pay for it because they tested very well all upgrades, and they automate those upgrades, and so on. And none of managed Postgres providers we currently have do this yet. So there's opportunity, I guess. Sounds like yeah. it. And finally, what, what's the most popular extension we have? Everyone knows it, right? PG stat <laughs> statements, do you count that? What, what does it mean? It means it should be not an extension. I've just returned from, from Ottawa where I had PGCon tutorial and you can find on Twitter like a lot of likes uh, sli slide deck. Unfortunately, it was not recorded. Probably we should repeat it. And uh, I was telling like basic things, TPS, QPS and uh, latency for queries. Only TPS can be provided by Postgres itself. For QPS and for latency, you need PGSA statements. It should be in core. I like that. Maybe every five years, the most popular extension, there's some effort to put it into core. That would be amazing. Um, yeah, if something yeah. is big, it should be merged, right? <laughs> so. I like that. Well, I think that's probably all we've got time for. So we can, I'm sure we'll go into some of those topics in more detail in up further episodes. But any parting things to leave people with? Well, I also wanted to mention there are some... Uh, third-party registry of extensions, like uh, there is awesome Postgres uh, on at GitHub. It's not only about extensions, but it's a good list of manually curated list of extensions and uh, not all extensions. And it's Great good chat. to check. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of yeah what people consider interesting. And there are so many extensions out there, actually. There is also a saying that uh, for each problem, there is an extension. It's already solved. For example, yeah. you, you you showed me today, like uh, someone said, maybe it's a good idea to have uh, a timestamp with time zone store. And uh, also, answer was there is already extension for that. So yeah, not just any old person. That was Robert Haas and Robert Tree. Oh, so that's, right, yeah. right, 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 right. Yeah. Great. Well, thanks so much, Nikolai. Thanks everybody for listening, and catch you next week. Thank you. Bye.